like the intro this week, Nick, when you hear it, the momentum is building behind you and you don't even know it. We need a tweezer reprise. What's that? Tweezer reprise? It is not tweezer reprise. New. Uh, New one we've never done before. I think you did an opening before with tweezer reprise. I have. I have done a a plethora, a plethora of fish openings. Tell me, Hefe, do you know what a plethora is? Where that line's from? Uh, say the name again. Tell me, Hefe, do you know what a plethora is? Tell me, Hefe. Man, that, that sounds familiar. Hefe. Is that a Simpsons? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's from Three Amigos with Steve Martin and, uh, let's see, who, who are the other two Amigos? Chevy Chase Martin Short. and Martin Short. Yes. Yeah. So the criminal, uh, I forgot what his name is, but... Uh, his uh, he he likes to speak in like very eloquent English terms, but his men obviously do not understand anything <laughs> because they are simple men. So the guy, I think his name is El Guapo, the handsome. Yeah, it's El Guapo. Yeah, El Guapo. So so El Guapo says like, uh, "Would you say we have a plethora of piñatas?" And he said, "Yes, El Guapo. I would say we have a plethora of piñatas." What's uh? Tell me, El Hefe. Guapo, translate to the handsome. Oh, okay. Yeah, El Guapo, the handsome. That's that was his name. Uh, so he says, "Tell me, plethora, do you not do you know what a plethora is?" <laughs> and he goes, "No, El Guapo, I am sorry, I do not know what a plethora is." <laughs> and that guy loses his mind. It's a very, very funny movie. Um, all right, well, welcome to episode one seventy of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew with you for more trivia goodness. And uh, the last question I've got of the whole podcast relates to the opening intro of the podcast. So those of you at home, that's called a spoiler or that's called a foreshadow. Fancy term. Uh, is that foreshadowing or is that a, a, a red herring? A red oh, no, herring. No, the red herring is meant to throw you off. That that's yes, right. meant to throw you off. This is actually what I will ask as the last question. So make sure we get to it. <laughs> but uh, what do you wanna what do you wanna fire away? Man, I, I'm loaded this week, man. I've got Really good stuff across the board. Stuff we've never done before, never talked before. Topical, poignant. Just all right. I've got one that kind of relates to a current event here. So let's try this one to start off. True or false? United Health Group, our country's largest insurer, just had their worst quarter in history. That would be false. They had their best quarter in history. Oh, record earnings. Record earnings for, for the, the insurance industry as we suffer a pandemic. But we've got a good system, folks. We've got a good system. forcing me to have this crappy insurance that cost me a fortune, right? <laughs> and I can't use it because of COVID. So they're just reaping profits. Unbelievable. And they get to keep it all, I assume? Oh, sure. Is that how it works? They probably applied for bailout money on top of it. Oh, my God. you got to love your lobbyists, folks, because, man, they can get things done in Washington. Good God. I believe that's how the forefathers had it written up, Drew, right? This is exactly what they wanted, a two-party political <laughs> system that dominates uh, cor- with special— Right. Yeah. Uh, corporatocracy, Wait. precisely. Wait, there's a pandemic. It's a national crisis. How can we make sure that the large corporations— But don't worry. Big Pharma, Big Pharma, which, you know, 
five trillion dollars damage to the economy is going to be reaping seven trillion a year from the vaccine. So don't you worry, Nick. They will get theirs. <clears throat> I uh, I love Norm so McDonald's. You were on that story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I wasn't. Just by the tone of how you asked it. Oh, it, oh you could. Uh, I, I, I thought you saw. I thought you must. I have did seen not. Sorry, how you came up with? No, they just had their best quarter. In history, because of the exact far. way you asked that question, it was like true or false, Drew. During the time of the American Revolution, the the colonists were the most taxed, most overburdened <laughs> group in the world. But wait, I mean, wouldn't it make some sense? Am I so far off that? This is a health insurance provider, and weren't we in a situation where we shut down the government because we were worried about hospitals overflowing, and wouldn't that be the time that these insurance companies were hit the hardest? Does that seem yeah, you'd think, right? logical? I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess not. No, I, guess I clearly, not. all my training at, at major universities and, and uh, first-class business programs, obviously I haven't learned economics. So, <laughs> you know, that clearly that's not the way it works. It, it works a very, very different way. By um, far, best quarter ever. Awesome. Just so happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, Norm MacDonald had a comedic routine. He's like, uh, you know, when I was younger, like I took all these drugs and the worst drug I ever took was acid. Right. And they said, you take acid and then, you know, but you better be careful because if you take too much acid in like five, 10, you know, 15 years, you could have a flashback. So I thought, well, that's, that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> I could, I could pay five bucks for some drugs now in like 15 years, get high again. That, that sounds awesome. He's like, but I got to tell you, it's a lie. Just like everything else, big acid companies tell you it's a lie. <laughs> They're only worried about their third quarter profits. Um, all right, so I'll get you give you this one uh, pop culture reference of the day. I've got two of them, two current events questions, uh, but I'll start you off with this one. What word did Jada Pinkett Smith use to describe her relationship with August Alicina, now becoming a part of Urban Dictionary? Oh, man. This stinks because I, I kind of know a little bit about it. I don't know if I would have been able to name the fella. You just said his name, and I got the August part. But August I, Alcina. Yeah, I, I don't know I would have been able to name him. Um, Do you know man. about this story at all? Oh, man, that's what I mean. I know all about the story. I, I was The thing I was fascinated both most by the story is how did they get Will Smith to sit in for this? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, and she basically called him out, too. She's like, yeah, yeah. You think that the guy sitting across from the table hasn't also uh, had his little run ins from time to time? Apparently, uh, what's her? Harley Quinn was uh, was rumored to be with Will Smith. Oh, you mean the woman who plays Harley Quinn? Yeah, the woman who plays Harley Quinn. What's her name? She's she's smoking hot. You know, uh. My. Yeah, Tanya Harding. <laughs> That's good. Tanya Harding is very funny. Uh, begins with an M. Uh, come on, she's she wasn't she in Wolf of Wall Street too? Yeah, yeah, that's where she got her start. Uh, Robbie, uh, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. There you go. Starts with an M. Bingo. Yes. She's also been Sharon Tate in a, a Quentin Tarantino film. Yep, and she was uh, Tanya Harding. Yes. <laughs> that's fantastic that's what we were joking about if you're tanya harding never show your face again ever don't let ever, anyone people ever will see remember you. you as being margot robbie yeah, she kind of looked like margot robbie when she was younger very beautiful it's like no 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 she was homely <laughs> nancy kerrigan was beautiful hey anyway moving on all right so uh i'm so lost in this but i just i don't know how they got will smith to sit through that <laughs> that was something yeah, the question is, what did it, what word did she use to to describe her relationship? Uh, just say rebounding. I don't no, know. it's she described it as an entanglement. Oh, en- entanglement. Yes, en- entanglement, entanglement is now the the word of twenty twenty. Like, if you ever need to describe a complex relationship where you're not sure where you stand with somebody or where they stand with you, it is now an entanglement. Right, but does entanglement also also implies sex involved? I'm, I'm sur- yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you have a relationship that's not quite boyfriend and girlfriend because it's not stable or right, <laughs> but it is definitely physical, and it is now an entanglement. That is what it is. Right, like my neighbor who likes to mow the lawn on Sundays, for instance. Correct. We, we do not have an entanglement, even though. No, correct. <laughs> Unless you are sleeping with your neighbor who likes to. Relationship right. of 
me staring at him on Sundays no. while I'm trying to relax. But it's like if, if uh, yes, if you had an affair <laughs> with that man, that would be an entanglement. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that would be the way to describe it <laughs> right. moving forward. Right. That's not a good – right. I, I, now, I'm, now I'm following you. <laughs> right, exactly. So – yeah, but it, we just gave, you know, they, they actually added to the lexicon of the English language. So good on you, Jada Pinkett Smith. What you got for me? One more, and I got one more leading into sports. Okay, in Queensland, Australia. Heard of it. It is illegal to own a rabbit sorry, unless yes. you have what profession? In Queensland, Australia, it is. You got it all over me today. Full Magicians of a, can legally own rabbits. The rabbit's out of the hat. <laughs> There's actually, did you know, in our own county here, an absolute barrage of uh, rabbits in Atlantic County. Yes, like dude, they, I got them in my backyard. They, they have, I, they have uh, populated at a rate because of, I guess, the three months off from like travel and transportation and whatever. That's uncanny. It's insane, and they're not afraid of you at all. So, like, I, you know, I lost my dog last year. So I never had a rabbit last more than two seconds in my backyard. You know what yeah, I mean? Rosie sees a rabbit. She goes, rabbit. <laughs> Plus, and they smell the, the dog. They live in fear of my backyard. Yeah, of course. Now I go back there. There's like seven rabbits, and none of them are concerned about me whatsoever. They are just going about their business, the rabbit business. I was actually joking. I was like, I, I'm going to start um, paying my kids. Dude, I saw for, rabbits for rabbit in tubs. my backyard. I live on the bay. Okay, in a townhouse development. <laughs> like, where, what are you doing here? <laughs> they're, like, they're everywhere. So, yeah. Well, I saw Ocean City is having a big problem with yeah. it, too. Well, I don't know. Well, they, procre- the- they, they procreate like rabbits. Rabbits. I mean, that's literally what it was named. Uh, remember uh, last year when we played Ocean City? Do you remember that scene with the rabbit? I do. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hawk plus rabbit plus, like, a dozen kids. Child's like <laughs> just, just not. fear. A hawk, for those who don't know what we're talking about, a has spotlight. Ha- right. A mix. hawk literally had a rabbit in its like in its in its talons and was flying <laughs> overhead and just like and circling. Landed, landed in front of the in front of the lights. Right. Choked it out and then ate it. Yeah. <laughs> As, as a couple of dozen kids watched watch our <laughs> soccer team play, we're, as we started to lose progressively worse and worse in that game as well. So I think we were the rabbit uh, in, in in that little scenario. So yeah, that's uh, that was something I'll never forget. All right, um, this is my transition question. So it's part general knowledge, part sports. Uh, but what former college sports coach upset Jeff Sessions for a U.S. Senate primary bid? Oh, I saw that. Sessions lost. I believe it is the state of Alabama. You got it. Most progressive political state in the in the union. My favorite uh, Alabama story is was it Alabama or Mississippi that kept prohibition for alcohol thirty years later because of I, the- I, I, I think it was Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, but- because that's it. That was like sixty percent of their income was coming from bootlegged alcohol. Like the states economics were based off of bootlegged alcohol. They couldn't, they couldn't outlaw prohibition. Uh, I'll say Gus Malzahn. Great guess. Tommy Tuberville. Oh, my gosh. I, U.S. I Senator read, Tommy Tuberville. That is just one of those where I read the headline, but I didn't read the article, because if I saw Tuberville, I would have remembered it. Yep, absolutely. Isn't that I awesome? Saw Jeff Sessions upset in... Anyway, I, I hate Jeff Sessions. Either. Not that I, I don't know what... Oh, yeah. No, you know, I, I, I'm sure I, Tommy I Tuberville those. is not exactly a flaming liberal, but, uh, yeah. you know, I just like... I like not lawyers, right? That's what I always tell people. Like, what do you like in terms of a politician? I like a guy who's not a lawyer. <laughs> so if you got a guy who's just, like, a former football coach... I'll take my shot. You know what I mean? I'll take my shot. He's not a lawyer. Yeah, because I assume he's not like in there for life and bought and sold a million times before he ever even right. sees the— Plus, um, at least there's a hint that you probably had uh, you know, a, divi- a diverse group of people to work with in college football. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of athletes uh, who are people of color and coaches and what have you, so maybe he's a little bit more, you know— the only thing with Jeff Sessions, and, and really, I don't know a lot about it, but for some reason, Ann Coulter is a big fan of Jeff Sessions. So that makes me think he's got something. He's got something good, but why I the long face, Ann? Why the long face? All right, let's move on to sports. What do you got? <laughs> All right, 
Let's talk quarterbacks today. Let's do it. In the sports round. I got something for you. I, I saw this, and I thought it was noteworthy. Then did a little bit of research. So I was going to get right – we'll get right to this part of the question first. And I, I, there's a better question in here than this, but it's just – I don't know any other way to say it other than with a clue that I'm not going to give you because it would be too easy for you. But we can start with this. What Heisman-winning quarterback – was the first in history to throw for 10,000 yards at the college level. And that's for a career. Mm. What Heisman winning quarterback was the first in history to throw for 10,000 yards in a college career. Give me this clue. Is it really hard or, or like a name that feels like it should be a good Well, answer? there's going to be another clue. But the other cl- so when I ask the audience, the other clue is such a dead giveaway that I can't give it to you. Gotcha. Um, but I will say that this happened in our lifetime. Yeah, I and mean, is a Heisman winner. I feel like Chris Winkie had an insane career, and he was so old, and that was like that's like a a weird, you know, a guy that might have played. But I don't know if he no, played. No, it, it's four not years. necessarily anything like that. I mean, it's okay. just it's just at the cusp of when that ground and pound football was sort of ending and. Coaches started airing it out a little bit more. I think this guy just happened to be there. I'll give you an insane. Here, here's an insane thing. Okay. As I said, it happened in our lifetime. This guy now ranks 94th all time in college passing yards. Huh. So, so is first- it like a Kozar or a Testaverde? Oh, just a little bit before. Hmm. I think he might have won the Heisman the year before Testaverde. I mean, you're that close. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If, if not, well, the that's before, the time period you just described. Yes, yes. So it's this guy played from '81 to '84. Ooh, man. Uh, so like a Jim Kelly. So it it surprised me that Marino didn't do it because that that's the guy I would have in that time period have thought of right away. But um, '84. How about he's the first guy to throw for 10,000 yards, and now he's 94th on the all-time list. Yeah, well, that's crazy. That's Behind crazy. names like Alex Brink, Eric Zyre. Who Who is that fella from uh, from Hawaii? <laughs> he's still oh, he's number Colt one all Brennan. time. Oh, no, he's number two. Oh, oh, Colt Brennan is number nine. The other guy from Hawaii, though, Yang. Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang, yeah. He's number two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, throwing for yards in college has nothing to do with NFL success. Especially not in Hawaii. For instance, a couple of guys in the top ten you might be familiar with, Luke Falk yeah. and Kellen Moore. <laughs> Excel- excellent six. quarterback coaches of the future. Uh, number six and number eight all time. Yeah, uh, Kellen Moore might have the most for a lefty, too. Probably. Uh, the Steelers are drafting like you guys, too. They got Landry Jones, number three all time. There you go. And Mason Rudolph is number 11. Well, that was the guy that I said really had a shot was Landry Jones. I, I was wrong about him. He, he didn't pan out, but I, I thought he had uh, I thought he had something. Um, not sure about Rudolph yet. All right, so let me see. 84. Yes, the only Texas Tech guy in the top five. There's one guy from is Texas he my, Tech. Is he a Miami guy or a Florida guy? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I got you, man. Mm, let's see. I got you. Now I got you. You say in Miami is just I, just, I, I got you. When you say you got me, what do you mean? Like, there's no way I'm getting I mean, this it's now. Because the most famous thing this guy ever did involved Miami. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Yeah. Yep. That the well, first college quarterback to throw for ten thousand yards in a season. It, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now yeah. you can imagine what the clue is that I give to the audience. What, CFL player? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner and CFL star. There you go. <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner and CFL star would have been... It, it's a better question for me to give you the clue that you were going to ask. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know that his name would have come to mind. I... I I was thinking more of the traditional guys. Like, I know Flutie had a big career, but he also used his legs a lot. So he was one of the first real, you know, real scramblers of the college era, too. Um, so I, I didn't think he, you know, he was that prolific. Obviously, I knew that pass, you know, but uh, interesting. That's that's an excellent one. 
All right. He um, was number one all time in passing yards. Yeah, Case Keenum. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, Tommy Chang was he he beat Tommy Chang's record. Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. Tommy Chang. Tommy Chong. <laughs> Timmy Chang and Tommy Chong, two completely separate people. <laughs> you got it. All right, uh, Nick. Question number uh, for you in the sports round: uh, What ancient sport gave us the phrase "turning point"? What ancient sport? Yes. What ancient sport gave us the phrase "turning point"? Hmm. Tug of war. Great guess. Oh. Not right. Chariot racing. Chariot racing. Yeah, that was. Yep, the turning point of chariot uh, racing. Sh- yeah, you know, uh, tug of war makes logical sense, especially when you break it down to. You know what? What I thought maybe there was a point at which you were getting at a point at which you were getting pulled forward that you would turn around and try to pull that way. I I, don't, I couldn't think of a direct turning point in chariot racing other than like halfway around the track and then uh, that's the turning point. I Is guess that- I have no idea. I I don't know the full history. I do know a good story about tug of war though. So the largest game of tug of war ever took place in like Germany at some college, and it ended in absolute tragedy. So there was like a thousand people on each side or something like that, like the most ever. But the rope snapped, and oh it caused severe, like hands being lacerated, fingers being chopped off, and I think something like 300 people were hospitalized. Oh my they, they did this in the early 1900s. Not very smart. Does it benefit to be at the front of the rope or the back of the rope in a scenario like that? Probably like, the back. Know, I, I, I think would the guess. back was not hurt as bad by the time the rip right Correct. I wonder if it was like a chain, like a metal chain or a reinforced like rope that like, what do you say? Like it just lasted. It just, like, it was bad. <laughs> like I, I remember reading like they were, they were like, <laughs> this was the worst idea ever. It really was. Uh, but yeah, you shouldn't laugh at people's tragedy, but I guess they're all dead anyway by now. All right, Look, you- it was, you said it was the Germans. And what year was it? I think it was in the early part of the 1900s or late ah, part of the 1800s. That's a little late. That's a little late. Germans in the 30s, we could have left. Yeah, that's right. There you go. What's funnier than that? <laughs> um, all right, let's. Uh, you got you got one more sports for me. I have one more. Yes, left I do. I got a 20 pointer. Two Ooh. answers. Ten points for each correct answer, and I'm sticking with quarterbacks. Name the last two quarterbacks. To play under the franchise tag for 10 points each. Not counting this year, right? Right, he hasn't played yet. Like Dak's not going to count, right? Okay. Dak signed, but he hasn't played yet. That's what made me. This is a great question. That's what what made me go to this because I was stunned. I mean, the one, I think the one is is way more obvious than the other, but. Who are the last two quarterbacks to play under the franchise tag? What a great question. Dak will make it this year. Man, nothing is really like shouting out at me like oh yeah yeah i remember when this happened well isn't that great like I think people are like dax playing under the franchise tag and nobody's making a big deal about it this is so rare oh yeah the, the franchise tag rare. is not meant for a franchise quarterback it is meant so like you don't lose your defensive end uh you know but you don't have the money to lock them up long term or uh, you know say a running back or, or, you know and he doesn't count because he wasn't under a franchise agreement. He almost did. I was thinking of Ryan Tannehill. He almost did. It's not Ryan Tannehill. Nope. Nope. Man. There's I, one guy I, I that just comes to mind because he switched teams. Like, and, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting at is I, I think Dak's going to be on a different team next year. I don't I think mean, Dak's going to be on year. a different team next year. Yeah. I, I will tell you almost assuredly Dak will be on a different team this year. Dak is ne- Dak year. wants his freedom. Well, no, Dakota I think I think Dak wants, wants no. I think that Dak wants to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and paid as the best quarterback in the NFL on an agreement very similar to what Patrick Mahomes just signed. And I think Jerry Jones views him as about half the quarterback of Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know that I would say he's half, but he's well. I mean, for Dak, financially, he's anywhere near 
Patrick Mahomes is fi- financially he does. Financially, I think he wants to uh, to pay Dak something like twenty to twenty seven million dollars. Dude, I, and I not heard they were 40. already at like thirty three, thirty five, and Dak still isn't signing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, Dak wants out, man. Dak's going to the Patriots. He thinks Bill. I think Bill and Dak have already had the conversation. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad I'm in soccer ownership and not football ownership. All right. Um, God. Was he a Minnesota Viking? He he is a Minnesota Viking. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, the last guy to play under the franchise tag. Yeah, that's the only one that I have. I cannot. 2016. I, I literally okay, cannot think of another one. You ready for this? Yeah. You got to go back to 2005. I feel good about that now. Drew Brees? Drew Brees, 2005 with the San Diego Chargers. Yep, that was the only other guy that came to my head was, I think Brees played his last year under the franchise agreement and then as a free agent almost signed with Miami but signed with New Orleans with Nick Saban. So Dak's the third guy in 15 years uh, to do this. Right. And, I, I, I got I mean, there. Worked. I got there. I it, it's, it, it's funny because, like, I can't even think of – before that, it ever happening, and so it might have only happened twice. Um, was there another guy before that? Hmm, because that was the old Bart, you know, the old uh, labor deal. So before right. that, there was no franchise tag. So that's that's an awesome question, though. Yeah, and, and just out of curiosity, any idea who's made the most money in the NFL since twenty sixteen? Kirk Cousins. Kurt Cousins, number one, baby. You like that? <laughs> I do like that, Kurt. I do like that. You want to try for the top five, see how you can do? I got the top five highest paid in, since 2016, since Kurt made his deal. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Russell Wilson. Number three. Come on, do it in order. You can do it. Two left. Is he four or five? Tom Brady. Drew Brees. No. Tom Brady. No. Neither of them are in the top five, huh? That's nope. crazy. Let's see. Who is grossly overpaid? Derek Carr? No, it's Matty Ice and Matt Stafford. Interesting. Okay, I thought Derek Carr had signed the highest contract. Like, he was the number one guy when he signed his contract. Extension. Yeah, but you know how they do those contracts where it's like it's the most money, Overrated. but you've got to earn it in years of five and six? Not... In the years that Derek, I got the top three. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that Stafford and and Ryan would have been on my list either. I would have got like Roethlisberger or Rivers. You know, the old the old guys that have been there forever that just keep getting paid. Um, All right, Nick. What sport is played with the heaviest ball? You got big balls. Heavy, heavy balls. It's not a tie. It's not. This is not a tie. Uh, if, If you think it's a tie, you can say so. Well, I, I guess maybe shot put's not a sport. But I believe a shot put weighs 16 pounds, and I believe a bowling ball weighs 16 pounds. It is a bowling ball, yes. But okay. but I don't know shot put, quite honestly. So I was definitely not counting that as... Yeah, I don't know that you would consider shot put a sport. It's an Olympic sport, so technically I guess it counts. But um, uh, Or it's an event. Is it a sport or an event? I don't, I don't know how those are... Yeah, because classic. it's part of a... Series of those, right? You can't just. Well, yeah, no, but you can get you can win the gold medal in shot put, and then it's also part of the decathlon. Is you know what I mean? So there's. All right. Well, I got bowling. <laughs> so, <laughs> going with bowling. All right, you ready? Check it out. See what a, see what a shot put weighs, but I think it weighs sixteen pounds. Also, let's see. I think that should be something that we. One of the things that I find still humiliating to this day. Is I bowl with like an eleven pound bowling ball? It, uh, yeah, I use a eleven or twelve. A, gr- a grown man slinging the green eleven pound bowling ball at the public lanes. No idea why. I I I, I roll that sixteen out. out so it feels like my arm's gonna fall off. I, I have no idea. Shot put weighs eight point uh, or sixteen point oh one pounds, and <laughs> and a women's eight point eight. So they're the same weight. Six sixteen point oh one. Bowling ball or shot put? Let's see. I'm actually going to say not counting a shot put. 
Okay. Uh, fire away. We're on the geography history now, right? We are. Okay. On what California peninsula is Pebble Beach Resort located? On what California peninsula is hmm. Pebble Beach located? This could almost go into both sports and geography history because of the world-famous Pebble Beach Golf Resort. It's a, it's a great question. Uh, so it's on will... a peninsula? Yeah, it's on a peninsula. I mean, I know the geographic location, but I, I I don't know a single name of a peninsula in California. I think you know this one. Baja? No, 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 no. That's Mexico. Well, right. The Baja Peninsula <laughs> is the only thing I can think of in California. It's the, the only name that it comes um that comes to mind. So it's I, I I don't know. I do not know. Do you watch the show Big Little Lies? I do not. Ah, takes place there. There's a very famous pop festival. Monterey? Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Mon- Monterey is a peninsula. Monterey. I did not know that, but I've learned two things now. <laughs> so, so I am very happy with, with learning two things. All right, uh, here's a, ge- a geography question. Uh, this is a tough one, but it's very interesting. Second one I have is not tough, but I'm, I'm you know, it's good like 101 stuff to get in there. All right, so the river border called the Triple Frontier is between... Three South American countries. Can you name them? The okay. river border called the Triple Frontier is a river border between three South American countries. You can literally be on a boat in the middle of this spot and see a country one way and two in two different directions. It's an amazing picture. All right. So what's the point distribution? I mean, I, there's no way I got to get all three of these for 10 points, right? Uh, no. So the way I have it uh, worded is uh, the tr- uh, the triple frontier is it between these two countries and what third country? So I give them two. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm gotcha. looking okay. for the third. So anytime, anytime you ask me a geography question in South America, I'm automatically going to default to Brazil. Because that is one of so, them. Correct. So large. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. It's got to be, if, if you're sharing a border with three countries brazil has to be one of them <laughs> okay now number two to brazil and i have no idea where this river border is so i'm I just going based on size of country is argentina ding 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 two of the All three right. two of the three are those the two that you give the audience it, they are <laughs> <laughs> The river border called the Triple Frontier is between Brazil, Argentina, and what third country? All right. Well, this is where I lose all confidence and just take a guess and say Peru. Oh, that's on the opposite side of the <laughs> of the continent. You had the right uh, first letter, though. If you want a second crack at it. Yeah, so it's Paraguay. It is. It's Paraguay. Yeah. I, yep. I, I I couldn't. The, the problem is between Uruguay and Paraguay, that's flipping a coin in itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I love when like, Homer Simpson looks like he goes, <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so uh, I figure. Yeah, check out this spot. I'm going to, I'll text message over to you, but uh, imagine being on a river and literally it's like, you, you you could almost throw a football from Brazil to Argentina and then throw a football from Paraguay to Argentina. It's it's, a, it's an amazing uh, spot. Is it the Amazon River? I don't know. It, it is not. Is it it is not. It is not the Amazon River because I, I just looked this up uh, to get specific and I cannot remember. Uh, let's see. Well, you preface it by saying this one ain't easy. It, it is not. It is not an easy... Uh, let's see what. All right, try this one out for you here. Uh, from 1952. It's called the Piranha River, famous for the piranha fish. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's it sounds like the a piranha... river I'm never going to go yeah, on. Actually, now that I think about it, being <laughs> in that river, looking at those three things, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to get there. Oh, it's called the Piranha River, huh? Yeah, huh. It sounds what... charming. <laughs> Yeah, the Piranha River and the Iguazu River. That's where they meet. Because who doesn't want to go to the Piranha River? I wonder if there's piranhas 
in the Piranha River. Imagine the first people that like got there is like, hey, let's go swimming. Let the cow go in first. That's what I say. <laughs> Anytime I'm down there, if you want to go swimming, just put a cow in the river first. If he does okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try You're it good. out. Yeah. Give the cow a week in the river. See what happens. <laughs> if the cow makes it a week, I'll take a chance. Right. But let's, let's put the cow in there first. All right. From 1952 to 1972, how many times did Richard Nixon appear on the Republican ticket for president or vice president? Three. That is incorrect. Four. That also is incorrect. Five? Five times from 52. You did say vice president, and I forgot he... I didn't know how many times, but I knew at least twice. So, wow. Jesus, man. Yeah, he was Eisenhower's vice president, 52 and 56. Lost to Kennedy in 60. One in 68, one in 72. Man. So 4-1. Tricky, tricky Dick Nick. You cannot get rid of Tricky Dick Nixon. Takes a lot. All right. That's a good one. Uh, what is the name given to the British Secret Service headquarters, Nick? Oh, man. I should know this from Bond. Yep. Um it's not Scotland Yard, right? No, that's uh, that's the police it's headquarters. The police force. Yep. Yeah, it's police headquarters. Oh man, the British Secret Service headquarters. Uh... So this is MI6. Yes. The headquarters. MI6. Well done. Whew. Nice job. Figured it would come to you. Yeah, I mean, I. I... I, I knew that that's what Bond worked for. I just wasn't sure that that's what the headquarters was, was called. Yep, absolutely. All right, I got three in entertainment, so why don't you fire away with your first entertainment? Okay. Uh, first entertainment question. Uh, uh, where, where did Spider-Man grow up? Where did Spider-Man grow up? Hmm, Peter Parker. Where did Peter Parker pick Peter up? Peter Parker. Pick a pick a peppers. What Uncle Ben? According to, I mean, is it the same in the movie? He grew up in like Manhattan or something, New York. Okay, so so it's New York City, but it is not Manhattan. Okay, so like uh, Queens. Queens, yes. Yeah, nobody nobody grows up in Brooklyn anymore. All right, I, I knew New York. I, I would take New York. You want to take a shot at the neighborhood in Queens? Flushing. Forest, Forest Hills. Forest Hills. Forest Hills. Yeah, yeah you know, it's Forest funny. That's Hills. where my uh, dad's ex-wife's from. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I thought I knew that. I, I yeah, thought yeah. you were familiar with Diane, Forest Hills. You, you met, you've met her plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. All right, excellent. Great question. Celery, uh, Diane, famous for the celery uh, soda, right? Yeah, celery. Was it she? <laughs> you're a big fan of celery soda. Celery yeah, soda. The, the Dr. Only time Browns. I've ever, I've, yeah. You're I've like, wow, who would do that on purpose? I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because I, I eat most taste everything, of celery. but I do not like celery. It's no. just the one thing. I, I love their cream soda. Best cream soda ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, root but, beer cream soda. But yeah, celery. But celery oh, soda. Celery. Oh, man. Why? Why? Uh, all right, Nick. This is a, a mother, right? Um there is only one artist ever to have ten consecutive number one albums, and your clue is that it just happened. And there's one more that's one album away from doing it for the second time ever. Can you get either of the two artists? And I'll say, not bands, artists. And the Beatles did nine in a row, just so you know. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. All right. Let, me, let, me, let me think about this for a second here. Okay, all right. So you said it's not the Beatles, right? I mean, that I, I wouldn't have gone there anyway. Correct. The Beatles, no band. It's this, it's two individual right. artists. All right. So you're saying one is the first to do it, and the other has nine, and will do it again if they do it again. Is correct. that what you're saying? That is correct. Uh, so just did it. I, I'll say Drake. Great guess. Oh. Uh, and about same to genre. Do, 
not the same genre. I take that back. One is that de- is definitely not the same genre, but same category. Classified as the same category. Completely different style, though. Couldn't be farther from Drake. Uh, and much, much greater longevity. Oh, so like greater longevity, like LL Cool J. I mean, is that even possible? All right, so this guy, <laughs> Jay Z, Jay Z. Great, that's that's a more appropriate guess. This guy's right on par with Jay Z. Like R- R- right. P Diddy. Another good guess, but you're you're missing it. Usher. Usher, come on, man. Ten albums. Mace. <laughs> Mace retired. Uh, Snoop. Who has a movie? Who made a movie? So he's a movie star too. And when he was the big thing, he was the biggest thing. The biggest thing maybe ever. Like just Will Smith? Nah. I mean move I'm thinking movie star. Um But this guy only made one movie. It was like basically about his life. Oh, oh, Eminem. You got it. Eminem. The first and only artist to have ten consecutive number one albums. Wow. I didn't realize he had ten albums. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had him with that many. I didn't His realize. new one just just came out at number one, and that was the tenth. Care to guess who was right behind him? It was you name every single guy except this guy. But this guy gets more attention than any of them because he's such a clown. Hmm. He was in the news for a different reason very recently. Hmm. Is he also is he a newer artist? No, he's like he's a different level of famous because of oh, his Dr. Whole, Dre. No, like not nearly as good as him, but but thinks he is. Thinks he's even better. No one likes this guy more than he likes himself. I, I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't know any of this nuance of rappers at all. I don't know. This guy is not so like, like you can't even classify him as a rapper anymore. Like he's such a he's a global personality. Rap. It's since 1999. You like one of these guys' songs. You love it. You, you, you've told me that. He has a very famous uh, spouse. His spouse is more famous than him, probably, which is borderline impossible. But it's not Jay-Z. Nope. His spouse is famous for nothing. We don't even know how. She's oh, famous. oh, oh, yeah! I got you then, Kanye. Yes, correct. Kanye's gotten. I completely in a row. forgot about. I completely forgot. He he did withdraw his presidential bid though. Yes, I saw that after a week. Good thought. It's like, uh, yeah, let's not do that. Um, but no, he who's advising that guy? He's gotten <laughs> Kim. He's got nine in a row. So Kanye is nine consecutive number You're one. You're telling albums. me that Jesus album was number one? Yeah. I thought everybody hated it. Yeah, well, they hated it after even they the, bought it. Even the diehard Kanye fans were like, "Ah, oh, that that album is just horrible." Yeah, but who buys albums anymore? I mean, don't yeah, you? Well, just- that's the whole thing. That that's what makes this a more fascinating study now, because I think the how do you even measure it? Well, I, literally, is it libraries that are purchasing these albums? I mean, like, how are we even? How are we even measuring? I don't know. If I'm Eminem at this point, I'm buying it just to get that record. So it's so it's that's cemented. True. That's true. All you got to do is buy like 147 albums to be number one. There you go. So, all right, certainly you, worth it to have that record. What do you got for me? I I have two left. One of them I don't even really need to ask. I just want to ask it because I want to see if you get it. This this was all right, a personal. I'm just gonna give you my la- I'll give you my last one then. All right, then I'll do two in a row. Who is on the biggest selling commemorative postage stamp in U.S. history? Oh, I got one more I could do after this. All right, I, I'll do I'll do two. Who was on the biggest selling commemorative postage stamp in U.S. history? Elvis? Elvis! The 1992 Elvis stamp. Best selling stamp in is that U.S. Correct? history. It is correct. That's well amazing. Done. I had no idea if that record had been surpassed at this point, but I knew that that existed at one point. Um, all right. Brothers Taylor, Isaac, and Zach made up what band, Nick? Uh, 
Hanson? <laughs> you do know it. That's the best. I just wanted <laughs> to know. Making was, fun of me? No, no, no. <laughs> I just that was my my lipness. Is this too obscure? Because if you know it, then a lot of other people know who the, the, the Hanson brothers I, I, are. I, I think I ran across <laughs> their names before because I remember somebody saying Taylor that they were Hansen. Beck's. They were Beck's um, brothers. Did you ever hear that? No. Beck, the recording artist Beck. His last name is also Hanson. Oh, that'd be hilarious. And I think I remember looking that up one time, but they're they're not. They're not. I don't even. But that's they, a good lie. They don't even spell hands in the same way. No, they don't. But. That's a good lie, though. Yeah. Yeah, they have a much more popular brother, Beck. Beck Hansen. You might have heard of him. I like that. Um, that's just funny. It's one of my favorite Family Guy moments ever, where they're all like talking drunk on a boat and something. He's like, you know, who, who's your fantasy, Quagmire? And he's like, ah, that's easy, Taylor Hansen. And they're all like, Taylor Hansen's a boy. It's like, <laughs> you guys are. Pulling my leg. It's funny. It's like, no, 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 Quagmire. Taylor Hansen's a boy. And they're like, oh, oh, God. The the letters. The, the pictures. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> he just freaks out. One of the funniest things I ever saw. Um, all right, so here's my actual last question now that you nailed the Hansen one. And this is a, a talking point uh, because it um, – well, I'll just ask it, then we, we, we can discuss. But uh, Victory, the podcast, is based off of what television show? Entourage. Ha! I love it. You nailed it. Victory! Victory! So are you aware that there is now an Entourage podcast, which is only five in, run by Doug Elin and the boys, and they're going through deep dive of all the episodes and all the history and the backstories and the offset stuff. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So I'm giving them a huge shout out uh, going into their fifth episode of Victory, the podcast, led by Doug Elin and, of course, Johnny Drama, who does, let, you know, obviously we know uh, Kevin Dillon's name, but uh, the others couldn't stand. They talked about how they hate being called their names from the show, like E especially, when uh, told a story about he went out on a, a date with try, a girl. Let me try to get their names. Let me try to get their names. I know all their names. Well, I know uh, Jerry Ferreira. Yeah, Jerry Ferrara, Turtle. E is tough, man. Kevin Connolly, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, but he, he, all right. Yeah, he gets I, E I more than it. he gets Kevin Connolly. It's just tough. When you are those guys in that show and any you, you haven't followed up with anything that's – no. I mean, you just become those guys. I mean, it's just that was when – when nobody knows who you are, you're on a show like that that just is maybe the most popular show in the country for a stretch. What are you going to do? You know, sure. No, I mean, I but mean, I'll tell you, you're gonna love this podcast. And Doug Elin's a very, very insightful and interesting guy, and he, you know, kind of leads the whole thing. And since he wrote all the dialogue and everything, there's there's a lot of fascinating stories there. The guest stars, you know, all the other stuff. Emmanuel Shakiri has already been on. You know how I Sloan. feel about her. Oh, all right. So Sloan was named after what character? Because Doug Elin confirmed this on the show. Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hundred percent. That's why. Her name is Sloan. It's yep. funny. My uh, brother-in-law was just saying he almost named his daughter Sloan. Oh, and I was like, Sloan? And uh, my f- the first Sloan I think of is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris's girlfriend. Just, no it's question. The first Sloan. It's, it's actually and the- then I was trying to remember if that girl, uh, uh, Emmanuel Shariki, is that how you say her yep, name? Yep, Emmanuel Shariki. If, if her name was Sloan, too. But I, I was like, yeah, that's, she's Sloan, too, right? But, she's yeah. totally Sloan. Yeah, no. Two famous Sloans. Big fan. All right, that's it for episode 170 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. For Nick, my name is Drew. Do you we'll want to go on record as who's the hotter Sloan? Yeah, I'm taking uh, Manuel Shakiri. And I'll, I'll, I'll back down. Don't worry, yeah. Paul Kelly right. will be back next week. Everyone needs a vacation.